It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, Anson, yes! Touchdown, they did it! Hey, it's Eric France and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in, being part of the program. Had some great texts last hour. Love to keep it rolling. And also, uh, last hour we had a chance to talk about some tennis, Utah State men's tennis. David Cherney uh, competing for USU, representing the Aggies on a national level and uh, getting ready for the upcoming season, which gets underway in January. So that was a lot of fun talking to him. It's always fun to talk to the uh, current athletes in other sports. Uh, we also talked about Utah State men's basketball, uh, letter of intent, uh, signing day for uh, USU basketball. You can read more about who those three players are on CashValleyDaily.com. Uh, basically a, a tall guard and two pretty good-sized forwards coming to Utah State. Yeah, might say Phelps a little more of a wing. I don't know if he's a ball handler. Well, player. I guess that's true. Wing is a better description. Yeah. So a guy who has potential to be a scorer down the line. He's an athlete, can get up, you know, attack the rim. Then you got a kind of a blow the basket, you know, physical forward, and then potential, you know, all defense level. Uh, again, potential. I should emphasize potential all defensive uh, talent in terms of a rim protecting center. So, so yeah, you can go read more about them. Uh, CashValleyDaily.com, Ryan Odom's statements about his new additions uh, to his roster uh, as well. The Aggies are ready to host another game tomorrow, and it'll be another doubleheader. Utah State women at 3 and the men at 7. Uh, and, Jason, you got a chance to go up and uh, visit with uh, Coach Odom earlier today. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more specifically about the matchup tomorrow, but any, uh, any nuggets from the presser today getting ready for the matchup? I mean, one of the things he, he talked about is, you know, Bradley's a bit of a smaller team. They're starting, you know, like a 5'8 guard um, who's a junior college transfer. I think Duke Dean, if I'm remembering his name right. Um, and then generally they're a bit shorter because, you know, they've got like a 5'8", 6'3", 6'6", 6'8", and 6'9 guys in their lineup. So not super tall. Granted, Utah State's not, you know, huge at least on the, on the tall end. Granted, they're starting three guys over 6'8". <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Utah State's got some but size. But it's mainly because they're starting a really tall guard, and Sean Bairstow really helps them out. True. Um, so, Bradley, you know, they're, they're not super huge, but they're fast. Uh, move around the court, they shoot very well, and so Utah State's going to have to do a really good job at uh, guarding their uh, three-pointers. Bradley, in their first game, they didn't take a ton of threes. They went 9 of 18. Granted, that's 50% shooting on your threes. Um, but it wasn't a huge volume from them. Um, can't remember what Utah State's three point percentage or their three point percentage was like forty two percent. I can't remember how many they took. Uh, this was like nineteen attempts. Yeah, so I, so uh, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, so not tons of volume threes from either of these teams. Both of them obviously did really well in their first game. Granted, Bradley played like Wisconsin Park something, some non major team. 
and they beat them like 93-58. Um, but yeah, the guarding them when they're fast and able to shoot can be really tricky. The one advantage, and Odom obviously pointed this out, he's certainly aware of it, is that Bradley's like top returner from last year, um, I don't know if I'm going to say his name or like Rink Mast. I'm not entirely sure how to say his first name properly. It's the like R-I-E-N-K, hmm. then just Mast. Um, he averaged like 11 points, eight and a half rebounds last year. Um, he's out. He's got a knee injury that's going to keep him out the first couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, Odom talked about, you know, the, the guys that are filling in for him in the post, they're, they're guys who are fast and are athletic. And so you got to be able to keep track of them. Um, cause even if they're smaller, maybe you can get a couple of rebounds, but then they'll sneak in and, you know, sneak in a few layups on you or they'll stretch the floor. And uh, make you lose that advantage of size. Granted, I think Utah State is certainly capable of stopping them, especially if you've got Akin in there, because he's quick. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That'll be interesting to see with the um, it, the way to counter size is with speed, right? And uh, but Utah State's size isn't slow, so yeah. that's what's interesting here. That's it's not it's not really the, the the traditional formula may not really work against USU like. Like Bradley wants. Yeah. And so the thing is, the key to victory for Bradley will be having a really good shooting night. If Utah State can't stop those threes, then they'll it's likely they'll lose the game. If they play good defense, you know, shut down the inside while also being able to contest and slow down their three point shooting, they'll be fine. They'll hold them to, you know, something in the sixties, and then if Utah State obviously can get into the high sixties and seventies, they can comfortably win this game. But if they let Bradley get hot from three, you know, that's the recipe for losing this game. Because Utah State has an advantage in most every other way. They can, you know, on offense, they have plenty of ways they can attack Bradley. And, you know, and they can, they'll probably out-rebound Bradley. But Bradley's going to be able to shoot threes. And that's the great equalizer in a lot of cases. Um, there were a few games last night in the Mountain West... Uh, and um, I'm trying to pull those up. I know. I think, I think Boise State lost to. I know. Uh, yeah, Boise State was a notable. Maybe they were the only ones who did play. I'm trying to think who they lost. South to. Dakota State. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, the Jackrabbits. Sixty-eight to sixty-six. And uh, you know, South Dakota State, the decent ball club, but Boise State should be better. Um, so kind of a surprising loss there, for the Broncos. I uh, I tried to find it. I didn't give myself enough time. But according to B.J. Reigns, after the game, Coach Leon Rice said of Chibuzo Agbo, one of his new players for his team, he said, and I quote, Agbo was over-aroused tonight after waiting so long for the game. He had five fouls, no points in ten minutes. Rice said, quote, he's probably in the gym shooting. I have a ton of faith in him. He's going to do great things here. But he described him as being over-aroused. He should uh, go get one of those um, Charlotte jerseys. <laughs> Did you see those? Charlotte jerseys? <laughs> probably shouldn't talk about it on air. But <laughs> look, at the, look at the jersey design for Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> For the Charlotte Hornets, just tell me, yeah, just tell me what the the ones that like they they did like new. I don't know the city or or I forget the name of them, but like the city every team, jersey? 
Yeah, every team except the Jazz has a new one. 29 teams in Charlotte's is uh Oh, the letters? Yeah. <laughs> oh, a little interesting there. <laughs> oh, Hornets use CLT abbreviation. Oh, my word. I know. I think the guys in the... In, oh, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to get in trouble. Uh, the uh, coaches in the Mountain West, man, they just... They give us gifts. By the way, I don't want... Weird comments. I should say, I don't want you disrespecting the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. They won 30 games last year. That's a good team. They do consistently win like 20 games a year. Yeah, they're a good program. So. I still think that should have been a game Boise State should have got. Probably. I don't know if South Dakota State's going to be super good this year. The game was in Boise. Yeah. Boise should be good, but you know what? South Dakota State lost their opener 81-80 to at Akron. I don't know, man. Well, that's where that Aziz Bandago guy came from. Akron? Yeah, he came. He was he transferred from Akron to a UVU. Yeah. So I guess they're doing all right without him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tonight in the Mountain West, uh, Wyoming, the only team in action, they're hosting Nichols. N- Nichols? Nichols. Was Dimes not available? Apparently not. Uh, <laughs> That'd be a great name Wyoming for a basketball program. Favored Dime. by uh, three nickels. Three and a half nickels. <laughs> yeah, they should probably win that one pretty good. But Utah State did just barely jump ahead of them in Ken Palm's rankings, which actually Utah State, when I looked at Ken Palm yesterday, like they rose from 68 to 63 on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, they jumped up to 62. Yeah. Because – Somebody probably lost. <laughs> Sometimes it's good just not to do anything. <laughs> I should check in today, see where they're at. Busy day in the Mountain West tomorrow night. It'll be Fresno State at UC Santa Barbara, Delaware at Air Force. Those games will be at 3 o'clock. Uh, as we mentioned, Utah State hosting Bradley. Uh, there's not a line on that game yet. Uh, it's New Mexico hosting South Alabama. Colorado State hosting Southeast Louisiana. And BYU is going to be at San Diego State, 8.30, Friday night. Aztecs, uh, big game for them. BYU, they uh, they beat Idaho State in their opener, but they had to fight, battle, scratch, and claw the final few minutes to uh, get over the hump there to beat the Bengals. Yeah, not a super impressive thing. I don't know how long Idaho State's been Division One. Um, for a while. Hasn't been. They're in the same league as Weber State. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, it has been a while. (laughs) But uh, not a historically good team. See, when's the last time they had a winning record? Uh, 2015? And that's the uh, only one. That's one of two times they've been over 500 this century. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Really nice win against a quality program. For BYU. Yeah, BYU, they took a tumble in the rankings. I think in the Kempom they fell pretty hard. Uh, Maybe. Oh, they're only in they're in like they're like fifty six. I don't know where they started off at, but four three five three three nine zero three two one. Uh if you want to uh, weigh in on a prediction for this upcoming weekend, Utah State uh, at Hawaii. Jason and I will get uh, into how we think that game's gonna play out. Utah Jazz with a nice win at Atlanta on the road. And uh, not just beating Atlanta, which is a good team, 
Like they're a top team, one of the top teams in the East. Yeah, they were fourth in the third or fourth in the East when they played them, and they may have changed by now, obviously. But handled the Bucks, their only loss of the season so far. But the Jazz had a lead, gave it away. We're down, down double digits, and then they fought their way back, and they end up winning, like comfortably. Yeah, I I gotta say this about this Jazz team because there were there were times. So a couple years ago, they were the one seed. I'd be watching a game, and the Jazz would just keep raining in threes. And you're just watching, you just lean back. You just get a big old smile on your face. It's like, yeah. They're just tearing it up. It just looks easy for them. And last night, I'm watching the Hawks game. Late in that fourth quarter when they're lighting it up, and just it looks so easy. There's raining in threes. There's that same feeling all over again. Yeah, where it hadn't been there for so long. It's just that feeling of, oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, it was about uh, five and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. It's a two-point game. Um, the you know Atlanta had the lead. Utah had kind of erased it, but then it was kind of a back and forth. At that point, it was a two-point game. The Jazz were up by just two. Uh, it was really, at that point, anybody's game. And Beasley hits a three. Atlanta races down, puts up a bad shot quickly. Jazz get the rebound. They come back down. They race down. I believe it was, I can't remember if it was Clarkson or Connolly who got a layup. Atlanta comes down again quickly to try another shot that's a poor shot selection. Utah quickly grabs a rebound. They run down, dish it out. And then I think it was Markkinen who hits another three. So just like that, in the span of less than a minute, Utah went on an 8-0 run, and that just like, Broke Atlanta's back, and they were just never able to really get back into it beyond that. And Utah just continued to apply the pressure, played stout defense, and uh, just these guys are playing without fear. Yeah, and like th- there were times late in the fourth where Atlanta was trying to make a push, and Atlanta was, you know, really pushing to make come back because you could Utah or Utah State, Utah Jazz got up by ten, but then Atlanta was cutting it down. But the Jazz were good on offense, and it felt like so many times, especially last year for the Jazz, they'd have that lead, but then they'd suddenly just choke. And their offense would shut down, and they just wouldn't know how to do things. Well, this team, when you got Mike Conley running around there, slinging the ball around, making floaters, like Mike Conley's out there playing like John Stockton the way he's running this offense. And then just you know moving the ball around, and the offense was easy because, you know, you like to say you have you know stars who just create shots and then just make them, but you know sometimes difficult shots. You know, and Kevin Durant just makes the completely unfair fadeaway eighteen foot <laughs> jump shot. Yes. Um, but would you rather have that or Mike Conley runs around, dodges around some players, and he throws up an easy lob dunk to Jared Vanderbilt? Like it works just as well. Or he slings out to Lowry Markin, who takes a slightly contested three and drains it. I say slightly contested, cuts seven foot. Larry Markin and shooting it over, you know, six foot eight, somebody. Yeah, still unfair. Um, so it's like they were still going through their offense, and they were just generating absolutely easy shots. And the pressure was on them to not blow this lead, and it didn't look like they felt it in the slightest. And they executed on offense, and Atlanta was making a couple of tough shots. You know, Utah wasn't making it easy for them. And so this team just executed well on both ends of the court, and they come away with the win. They look like a good team. 
despite the fact that nobody outside of Utah knows half of these players. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like it's a nightly thing on uh, on, on Sports Center or the uh, the national highlights. They're like, "What's going on in Utah?" And they have to show the the meme, right? With yeah, the, the Brian Windhorst, <laughs> Brian Windhorst with his fingers in the air, and it's like, and, and yet this team is not picked to be on any national broadcasts at all this year. Yeah, they lost their one broadcast at the beginning of the year. Can we have one of those back? However, we get subjected to a terrible Lakers team almost every other night. Like, why? Nobody wants to watch the Lakers. Lakers fans don't even want to watch the Lakers. They're so bad. Like, we have to watch the Lakers. We have to watch uh, the Nets, I think, are probably still on a decent number of national TV games. Where It's just like... Why do we want to watch terrible basketball? Why can't we watch the Jazz? Why can't we watch you know some of these young you know fun players? You know Orlando's got you know Paolo Banchero who's playing pretty good right now. You know you've got Portland who's doing pretty well right now, or at least they were to start the year. Um, I didn't check the standings to see if they were. Uh, they're eight and three. Yeah, so they're 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 doing pretty well themselves. So it's like I'd rather watch the Jazz, the. You know the Bucks, which to be fair, the Bucks, you know, they probably have a decent amount, but they're not nearly as much as the Lakers or whatnot. Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland, that's probably the biggest one where they're playing absolutely nuts right now. So, like, why can't we watch these teams instead of having the Lakers shoved down our throats? But you know, especially true, like when I go on to the, you know, in, in the Laker games, when I would go on to the ESPN app, I was checking the scores. Um, and they have their little feed of highlights, and they're all Lakers highlights, and the Jazz win by like twenty. So you don't think the Jazz had any highlights in that one thirty nine one sixteen victory over the Lakers, or is it just another Russell Westbrook layup to put them within eighteen? Well, one thing that TV ratings have have proven is that teams with stars get viewers, and. Utah is trying is creating some stars, but they're not stars by any means on a national stage. Yeah, they're they're not the stars that people are going to care about because you know these days you got to be a unicorn or Steph Curry or a triple double machine to get a uh, to get recognition. And you can be a superstar that creates a name for yourself in a small market. Russell Westbrook did it in Oklahoma City. Kevin Durant did it in Oklahoma City. Giannis did it in Milwaukee. Luca's doing it, and you know, Dallas isn't a you know, puny market, but they're they're Jokic market. in Denver. Yeah, Jokic in Denver, of course. Well, they're not really a small market either. But. Well, it's more that national media hates the fact that Jokic is the best player in the NBA and that he won back to back MVPs. They they hate Jokic because he's not he's not a unicorn. He's not this Giannis who does impossibly athletic things. Jokic looks like a guy who woke up on the wrong side of the couch. But is still diming it out and shooting it like he's you know Larry Bird and you know, David Robinson combined. Like he, he came in from the YMCA. And yeah, he's still it's just hot. like, and he's he's the best player in the league. Like him or Giannis, probably the best player in the league. And part of it's different. But like I said, you know, there, there's some outlets who are just refuse to acknowledge that Jokic is actually good. But with this run that Utah's on right now, I mean. They are getting more national press than they normally would. Yeah, they're they're forcing people to pay attention to them. Yes, yeah. Golden State is four and seven. When's That's the last time you saw an exciting Golden State highlight? 
Well, Steph Curry. Yeah. I mean, they put Steph, they shoved showing, Steph Curry down our throats, too. Well, that's true. They do. But right now, uh, everybody's falling in love with this story in Utah. Yeah, it it's a lovable story, and, and everyone has the same opinion, The uh, what the heck is going on, and uh, it probably won't last. I have the same opinion, but at this point, I'm just throw the tank out the window. I just want to see how this team does. Yeah. Um, and I know that they're starting to say, like, should they trade for a star now? I, ha- I have my own thoughts on that. <laughs> the answer is probably not because it would mess things up. Yeah. But it's like, like, what happens? Like, what honestly would you do if this Jazz team actually won the NBA title? <laughs> like, they were supposed to win, like, one sports book had them at 23 and a half wins. 23 and a half, yep. And they're they, already, they're almost halfway there. Yeah, and they, yeah. 23 and a half wins in the regular season, and they end up winning 16 games in the playoffs. Like, that would be insane. That would be wild. Uh, getting to a couple of your texts coming up on the other side of this timeout. Love to get your uh, predictions for Utah State at Hawaii. We'll get into our predictions, how we think the game's going to play out, what the final score is going to be. We'll also uh, uh, do pick six, six things we think might happen this weekend. Invite you to play along as well. That's coming up on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Uh, you know the Cash Food Pantry? They do a great service for our community. And they can only do that with your help. And they have a crucial need right now for donations, uh, particularly to help people have a good Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday meal. And besides just like turkeys and hams and stuffing and things like that, they can actually, if you have backyard chickens, they can take your spare eggs. They have the facilities to store those properly and to help people have the food and nourishment that they need. Uh, Food Pantry also has really strong buying power, so they can really stretch a dollar more than you or I can. So if uh, if it's easier to do a, a donation, a cash donation, that really helps them out as well. And you can do that a couple different ways. Just drop off a donation there at their location on, in South Logan. You can go to, through their website and make a donation, or you can use Venmo, and their Venmo handle is at cash-pantry. So it's at C-A-C-H-E dash pantry. And you can make a a donation that way as well. So join us here at The Fan and all of us at the Cash Valley Media Group as we try to support the Cash Community Food Pantry this holiday season. Your skis are skinny and your boots tie with leather. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You need up-to-date ski equipment and your kids want the good stuff. Al's Sporting Goods has season ski rental for the entire family. Ski and board equipment that you can rent for the entire season. Pick them up now, bring them back in May. And for a limited time, get a free Cherry Peak Lift Pass. Youth season ski or snowboard rental, only $99. Adult season ski or snowboard rentals, only $114. Don't wait. 99 and 114 season ski rental prices will go up. Al Sporting Goods for season ski rentals. Every sport, every season. It's that first kiss, that moment in time. Over the last few years, we have expanded the store to create one of the largest engagement selections in northern Utah. In addition to our goldsmith, we now have a design team that creates, casts, and brings to life your one-of-a-kind ring right here in our store, all for one common goal, to make it special for you. If you haven't been in yet, come see what makes us so special. Make it special, make it jealous. 
The Young Automotive Group is proud to announce Young Truck and Trailer Center in Cache Valley. Whether it's heavy equipment trailers, horse trailers, race car trailers, or cargo and utility trailers, we're excited to offer some of the finest trailers and flatbed work trucks to Cache Valley. Our team of experts look forward to helping you find the right truck or trailer to fit your needs. With competitive prices offered on every make and model for sale on our lot. With our extensive inventory, you'll find the best deals right here in Cache Valley. Young Truck and Trailer Center, just off Highway 89 in Logan. Think young, drive young. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL, it's a cross-conference showdown from the Meadowlands as the New York Giants host the Houston Texans. Hi, this is Chris Carino. Join Brian Baldinger and me for all the action as Saquon Barkley and the Giants look to continue their winning ways. They'll battle sensational rookie Damian Pierce, Davis Mills, and the young, hungry Texans. It's the Giants and the Texans. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday morning beginning at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Alpine Home Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Mountain West Motors' selection of trucks and SUVs is unique. They've all been specially customized and specially selected. Let's go check out uh, the uh, inventory that they have on their lot. And a variety, too, in price ranges starting from around $20,000. Go visit their website, mwmotor.com, or see them in person at 615 North Main in Logan. So Utah State is uh, getting ready to take on Hawaii Saturday night, late kickoff, 9 o'clock kickoff. And um, we'll have pregame at 7.30 here on The Fan and on KVNU. Um, And then as soon as the game's over, we'll be on again really late. Yeah, but we'll be here uh, tomorrow. It'll be Utah State taking on Bradley. So pregame on KVNU will start at six, and the game starts at seven. Encourage you to go up there on a Friday night, Veterans Day. Hopefully, uh, I'm sure they'll be doing something in the arena to honor veterans. Yeah, I'm sure they're usually really good about that. And then uh, Saturday night it'll be Utah State football. Uh, but getting your prediction uh, predictions for Saturday night's football game, 435-339-0321. Uh, getting to some of your texts uh, that it came through, 9315. If I'm correct, I think Boise is getting new stadium lights. Great. Who wants to see that blue field? Anyone with eyes doesn't want to see that field. People who say it's a beautiful field should probably donate their eyes to people who have sight problems. Oh, Terrible. To the uh, visually impaired. And to throw more light on it to make it stand out even more? Yeah, it's not going to make oh. things better. Uh, if I ever actually have to go there. <laughs> it's not pleasant. No. I know they're in a big fundraising campaign right now, trying to improve some of their facilities. I think it's their, I can't remember if it's their north or their south end zone they want to redo. I know the uh, Big 12, when they were trying to be uh, considered for expansion, Big 12 came back to him and said, you got a lot you need to fix in your football arena. Uh, Particularly if, that blue field. If you want to come <laughs> our way. 
I wish, I wish somebody could get through to them and dump that, but they won't. They're so proud of it. So proud of it. There's no way they're going to get rid of it. Yeah, it's it's a dumb idea, and they managed to. It's them convincing themselves it's cool. It's just, it's not. Uh, five three three eight texting in. I thought our team was good enough to beat Phoenix with only four players. Signed, D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> that was hilarious. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't oh, see so this. Oh, so there one. was a there was a play where I think there was like a free throw, and, and D'Angelo Russell was supposed to check in for the Timberwolves. Um. And officially, he did check in because he was standing at the table, and that's, you know, you got to go there and check in. Well, he's still standing there, and the play ends, and he's technically now one of the five Timberwolves players legally on the court. Well, he's still standing at the scorer's table, not think, not realizing he's now checked into the game. And so the Suns played five on four for an offensive possession. <laughs> Is he just standing there? Yeah, he's just standing there. And all of a sudden, at the very end, like, because Phoenix, like, actually got a shot off, got an offensive rebound, and then like right as they were taking the other shot, D'Angelo Russell sprints in. You can see him trying to make a contest, but <laughs> D'Angelo Russell with a uh, with an all-timer in terms of uh, just lack of awareness. Oh, I saw another highlight. Maybe it's from the same game. I don't know, but uh, it was Minnesota, and I think it was Russell. It was, looked like it was on a fast break. Carl Anthony Towns is up ahead. Russell's bringing the ball behind him. And it looks like Towns goes to basically goes to the hoop and then cuts toward the bench, but he's kind of forced out of bounds, and the pass goes and, and sails out of bounds, and he catches the ball as he's already out of bounds, like right by all the bench players. <laughs> it's like that that play was going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, Minnesota experiment is not really working out so well right now. I thought it was going to go all right. I thought, you know, Gobert and Towns could make things work. But I guess, of course, Towns was playing sometimes with Jared Vanderbilt, who was a non-shooter. But, I don't know, for some reason he just can't make it work against Gobert because Towns can stretch the floor himself. He's one of the best three-point shooting centers this league has ever seen mm. oh, in terms yeah. of what he's capable of doing. Um, but his post game obviously isn't working with Gobert on the court. But Gobert had a heck of a night just the other night. He had like yeah. 25 points, like 16 boards, two blocks. Yeah, Gobert's able to, to have these monster games, but Minnesota's just falling apart, and I'm all for it, not because I'm salty about Gobert. I, I actually would have loved to see Gobert do really well. I was actually really rooting for the Timberwolves, partly because that's a, that's a beleaguered franchise, and they deserve some success. At least their fans do. Yeah. But in terms of the fact that the Jazz own a lot of their picks, then... Sorry, my team first. Well, and it was also a pretty risky gambit. This that uh, the way that the NBA has been shifting to more small ball lineups. Everybody in the floor can pass, dribble, shoot, especially from outside. And then Minnesota, like we're going to pivot the other way. We're going to go big. Yeah, we're going to put two seven footers on the floor at the same time. Yeah, they're. Teams are going versatile and small ball, like you said, and they are not versatile and they are not small. And Anthony Edwards is also apparently becoming a malcontent in some ways. Yes. Now there's another talk about another Minnesota low light. There's a play where I mean the caption I saw on the Twitter thing was, "Do you think this play was called for Anthony Edwards?" And Edwards is sitting out there, kind of on that corner wing part of the three point line, just hands on his hips, just standing there. <laughs> 
the entire play not moving. Oh, gosh. And it's just like, uh, yeah, I don't think that play was called for him. That's too bad. Uh, and so, you know, Utah does own some draft picks that it will uh, be determined on uh, where Minnesota ends up. Like and I said, we just. That could affect where Utah picks. We just did need Minnesota to go into free fall, end up with like sixth or seventh best lottery odds, and then win the lottery off of that, and suddenly all is well with the world. <laughs> Danny Ainge is a genius. So when, when again, like I said, we'll go back to the memes, and the memes for the Jazz have been just on point, oh, absolutely spectacular. Great. One of them was basically just Danny Ainge is so good at his job now, he tore down and rebuilt the Jazz in the same offseason. <laughs> Is like, yeah, he's he's that good. So, uh, good stuff. So, uh, Utah Jazz, they're off uh, a, a bit of a break. They've not really had a break. They've been going, going, going. There's been back to backs. There've been travel, cross country travel, and they still find ways to win. They're young enough and deep enough that uh, they're making it work. Uh, but uh, well needed rest here. And what will be interesting though is. With a, a young team like this, will this much time off for them start to cool them off and start to get them a little bit out of sync? Because it's been working for them. The veterans like Connolly and, and Rudy Gay, they, they're happy about this rest. But uh, will the other guys start to get a little bit out of sync? I don't know. It could be interesting to watch where they don't play uh, tonight or tomorrow, but then they play Washington on Saturday, and uh, then they're at uh, Philadelphia on Sunday. The thing that will derail this Jazz team will be the moment they begin to think that they're the best team. Not so much in a, you know, right now they're in a prove the doubters wrong. That's their mentality where, you know, again, they they think they're better than their expectations. So in that sense, they do think they're the best team. But I'm saying if they act like, oh, yeah, we're the number one seed, we can beat anybody. They can't think like that because the no. moment they do that, it's over. So if they keep the mentality they've had these first 13 games, then they can be a top three seed in the West. They can maintain this because um, maybe there's some aspects where they're playing a bit over their heads, um, but not really. Most everything they're doing is fairly consistent with the talent level of every player on the team. You know, it was Lowry, Lowry Market maybe playing a little over his head as far as scoring 22 points per game? Not by much. I was expecting around 17, 18 points per game. Four point per game jump from that isn't absurd given no. the role he's playing. Yeah. And Jordan Clarkson at 18. Mike Conley, you know, it's seven and a half assists per game, a little over. Yeah, it's a little over, but it's a guy who's averaging around five, six for his career. In his better years, he's averaging around six and a half. So it's like, there's not really a part of this team that's just playing so far over its head that so long as they don't, you know, hurt themselves and shoot themselves in the foot, they can sustain a lot of this. Now, sustain it to a one seed in the West, that's a little high, but top three, top four, again, so long as they don't get too big for their own britches, it's certainly a possibility. 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. Uh, we're going to take a timeout here in the Full Court Press, and when we come back, we'll get into our predictions for Saturday night. Utah State at Hawaii. How's that game going to play out? 
What's the score going to be? We'd love to get your score predictions. We've already received a few. We'd love to get a few more on our Full Court Press text line. And we'll get into our pick six, trying to predict what's going to happen this weekend. 435-339-0321. Hey, you know what sounds amazing? What's that? Three-day weekends. Well, you know, Schreiber Foods will give you three-day weekends. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're hiring forklift drivers. You work Monday through Thursday, 12-hour shifts. You get Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. But I don't know how to drive forklift. That's okay. We do in-house training and certification. No way. Three-day weekends. Here I come. Schreiber Foods is expanding and offering increased wages, benefits, and yes to three-day weekends. Apply online at schreiberfoods.com. Equal opportunity employer. Hi, this is James with White Pine Funerals. We're excited to host our annual holiday concert featuring a choir and musical ensemble by Jay Richards. All are welcome to attend free of charge. We extend a special invitation to anyone who is missing a loved one this holiday season. Food donations are encouraged at the door for the Cash Food Pantry. Back-to-back performances will take place at White Pine on Thursday, December 1st at 7 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. That's Thursday, December 1st at 7 p.m. or 8.30 p.m. Clean it up and get it out before the snow flies. Don't wait another winter. Let DD Auto and Salvage pay you for that junk vehicle. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787 1204. That's 787 1204 today. See store for details. Prodigy Brewing has so much appreciation and gratitude for the warm embrace Cash Valley has given us. We want to invite you to join us for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Our Sunday-only brunch menu features sweet and savory options such as chorro French toast, chilequiles, fried chicken egg sandwich, and a Bloody Mary bar. You also won't want to miss our hash browns. Whether you are out with the family or friends, Prodigy Brewing is the place to be in Cash Valley. Open seven days a week, located at 25 West Center Street in beautiful downtown Logan. I'm Nate Crackman. This week in the Mountain West, Boise State on top of the mountain despite a disappointing non-conference loss to BYU. Fresno State leading the West Division with Jake Hayner back in the fold. We talk Broncos with Pete Cavender. We talk Bulldogs with Cameron Worrell with three weeks to go until the Mountain West title game. It's all this week here on the Mountain West Radio Network. Friday afternoon during the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the full court press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric France and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. It's prediction time. First, starting out with the Utah State football team. Saturday night at Hawaii. Team left this morning. They fly. We got so we got the answer after. Uh, actually, technically, the answer was sent to me while we were on the show yesterday, but I didn't see it until we were off the air. But Utah State's going to be flying charter to Hawaii. They fly to Oakland refuel, and then fly from Oakland to Hawaii, to Honolulu, and uh, do the same on the way back. So that's a that's a long day. It's a long, expensive day. Yes. All those charter flights. Yes, it is. That's why you don't want to go to the Hawaii Bowl game. Yeah. 
It was nice one time because uh, when I went to the New Mexico Bowl, um, I actually traveled with, like, I mean, they had the players on their plane, but they also had, like, parents and whatnot. And so I was with the Utah Statesman, so part of the university. They flew us with, like, you know, family and whatnot. And actually, I flew out after the New Mexico Bowl, flew back, and got back in time to go watch Utah State basketball game. Mm. So that was it's like a one or two hour flight. Yeah, it's not that far. Really quick, and they you know they landed right in Logan's, and they drove back. So you know Utah State's playing right now. Went and watched them. You know it's it's not I, I don't it's not necessarily bad to play the Hawaii Bowl game. I mean Utah State's never really participated in that bowl, so it's really hard for me to have really a negative that negative opinion about it. But what makes it really hard is that doing that in the same season. Like, if they weren't already making that trip, then it might be somewhat of an appeal, especially if the basketball team's going to be there. I mean, that's a really attractive option for a lot of alumni and fan friends and family. Like, spend a, a couple of days there, and uh, you're going to see some football and basketball. You can support both over the same period of time. But going there now and then turning around and going there again next month, that's that's tough. Yeah, and like you're not going to get a ton of fans because there's not a whole lot of fans at at this point in time that are going to have you know just the financials just suddenly basically go on an unplanned vacation. No, it's not all that expensive to go to the Frisco Bowl. It's not all that expensive to go to the New Mexico Bowl. It's really expensive to go to Hawaii, <laughs> and it you're going to feel the pressure to like make an entire week out of it. So how are things going to play out Saturday night for Utah State and Hawaii? Um, Jason, let's start with you. Just your thoughts about how you think this game is going to play out, predicting the outcome for USU. So I think it will go pretty well for Utah State. Hawaii is just not a good team on offense or defense. Um, New Mexico, I, I predicted a pretty decent margin for New Mexico. They're at least good on defense and just not good on offense. So the fact that Hawaii is good at neither I think Utah State's going to do pretty well. They're especially going to run the ball really well. Hawaii is really bad. They allow like 230 yards rushing per game. So I think Utah State's going to run the ball pretty effectively. They're going to lean on that a lot. I know Calvin Tyler went out with concussion. It was more like a precaution. It wasn't the same way with Cooper Legault where it was, yeah, son's got it a concussion. Yeah. He, he, he couldn't remember a bunch of stuff. Um. And I, I, can't, I can't remember if I saw that Calvin Tyler was going to play or not. Uh, well, as of Monday, the the coach was saying they're just being careful. Yeah. And he'd have to kind of see how things are going this week. Yeah, I, just, I hadn't seen any updates since then. So it, even if he doesn't, Robert Briggs is still really good. So if Tyler doesn't play as much, Briggs could have a career game. He's already got two 80-yard games as a freshman. Um, but I think Utah State is going to run the ball pretty well. They'll pass the ball enough. They'll probably pass the ball a little bit better than they did last week and, you know, the crazy rain and wind and whatnot. Um, so I think ultimately Utah State's going to get 34 points on the board. You know, I think Hawaii, they're going to struggle on offense. Utah State's sound enough on defense. We saw it last week, even with injuries and and stuff and with how New Mexico gashed them at times in the run game, Utah State still kept New Mexico to a low point total. And so I think they'll keep Hawaii to just nine points. So I got Utah State winning this one 
Uh, okay, very interesting. Um, I, I'm look a lot of my my thoughts about Utah State and Hawaii are pretty similar. I just, I just don't. I think Hawaii has struggled to find consistency, and Coach Anderson pointed that out. That there's there have been different looks from this team almost every week, and that's not great. This late in the season, and you're still trying to figure that out. That's not a good sign. Um, that this this is all about Utah State imposing their will. Um, Hawaii defensively in. In the past, they've been pretty tough, stout defensive team. But I don't really see any studs on this defense this year for Hawaii. I see some solid, okay players, but I don't see any studs that you have to like run away from or, or game plan around. So I think Utah State can game plan what they want to do, and as long as they execute it and don't have all the, fa- the, uh, the, uh, the penalties, that's a big thing. Clean up the penalties for me. Execute your plan, your game plan. Don't gift opportunities to Hawaii. Playing clean football, and you'll be just fine. Uh, However, I don't see as many points on the board for Utah State. I still don't think this team is that explosive yet. Um, This is a team that's still trying to get their feet underneath them after some injuries and just getting experience under their belt for some key guys. I think defensively, I'm with you. I think Utah State holds them out of the end zone and just lets them kick a couple of field goals. How do you know I have them holding them out of the end zone? Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Safety maybe in there. Safety missed extra point in a field goal. No, I have them. I'm kicking three field goals. Yeah, so I got Hawaii at nine, just like you do. Uh, but I've only got Utah State with 24. Just I, you know, the last few weeks they just haven't really been explosive. They haven't been really dynamic on offense. I think they'll do enough to win, but uh, I just I'm having a hard time thinking they're going to get over 30 points. So I've got them at 24. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and that's honestly something I was considering when I said 34. And you know, talking about today, where Utah State usually makes it harder on themselves. But I think the fact maybe that just speaks to say how bad I think Hawaii is, and more particularly, I think just Utah State has effectively run the ball a lot, and you know New Mexico was able to slow that down, but Hawaii is not nearly competent enough on defense. And so Utah State, they're going to run the ball fairly well, and that, that's it's going to get them enough points. Yeah, they, they give up 45 to New Mexico State at home. Uh, that's not great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, that was on the road. I read that backwards. Come on, man. Yeah. But still, they gave up 45 points to New Mexico State. Yeah. It's like Hawaii's not super great on defense. And and honestly, I think the passing game is going to make a bit of a resurgence from the last couple of weeks. Where, you know, Legal wasn't really able to make a really good return because it was, you know, again, tricky weather last week. Yeah. And so another week with him back. Terrell Vaughn's playing really well right now. If you get Brian Cobbs going, this is an offense that can, at least for one game, look really good. Well, and as I said earlier in the week, this game is important to set the stage for next week and the week after. This is an important momentum game for USU. Fine-tune some things, get momentum going, get confidence going, because you're going to really need it 
And especially when you're going to have a short week because of the travel situation coming home. Thankfully, they don't have to travel to San Jose. That's going to help. But uh, it's a short week next week. And so you need to play well and have that momentum going into the San Jose game because really that's the game for you to become bowl eligible. Yeah. And that may be just Utah State's bowl game right there. Basically. <laughs> that's that's the start of the playoffs for them, essentially. Uh, 8968 texting in, I'm okay with winning this game, but I'm concerned about the game next Saturday. By the way, one publication has Utah State as one of the biggest disappointments this season. I'm glad 8968 is okay with winning this game. <laughs> uh, should be more than okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. If you got any more score predictions, love to get them. 435-339-0321. Quick timeout. When we come back, pick six, the six things we think might happen this weekend. I'm here with Mark Anderson from Anderson Seed and Garden. Mark, can you tell us a little about your experience with ChemDry of Northern Utah? You know, our carpets get really dirty at Anderson Seed and Garden, and we clean every January. Our timing is is kind of difficult. I called Daryl, and he was amazing to work around our schedule. They came in and cleaned our carpets. They looked like brand new when they were all done, and uh, they've just been amazing to work with. It's engagement season. Time to find the perfect ring. S.E. Needham Jewelers is known for beautifully cut diamonds at excellent prices. Guys, the sparkle is what matters most in the diamond you give your sweetheart. Our diamonds stand apart from those of other stores. Come view our diamonds under magnification. Select a diamond that fits your budget and then have it mounted in a ring that she'll love. Remember, you get S.C. Needham quality at internet pricing. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.C. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. It's game time, and you're in the locker room, ready to take the field. But suddenly, you notice a player you don't recognize. He's wearing your team's jersey, and he even knows your name. But you've never seen him before now. Would you trust this stranger with your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing scams work. And the first quarter of 2022 saw the highest volume of phishing attacks ever recorded. Protect your business with the Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolson.com. When it comes to home care, it's important to know you have a choice. If you or a loved one is in need of hospice or home health services, remember that Primrose Home Care and Hospice believes in treating the patient, not the problem. We work directly with you and your doctor to create a health plan that's catered to your needs. Our team is devoted to providing options in the freedom and safety of your own home. Visit us at primrosecare.com or call to schedule a free consultation. Primrose Home Care and Hospice, your local hospice and home health provider since 2006. They never could play it, but they sure can talk about it. Eric Franson and Jason Walker on the Full Court Press. Hey, don't forget the Logan Holiday Gift Show is coming up tomorrow and on Saturday. Santa's going to be there on Friday from 2 to 6, and he'll be there Saturday from 11 to 4. Uh, about a hundred different vendors are going to be there, and there's going to be f- some food vendors outside. There's going to be some food inside, but a great place to go find great gift ideas for the holiday season. That's the Logan Holiday Gift Show at the Riverwoods Conference Center Friday and Saturday. Doors open at 10 a.m. and go until about seven each day. Uh, so it's Thursday. We haven't been able to do this in a little while. Either I've been gone, you've been gone. We've had other conflicts. 
But uh, we haven't been able to really get into the old uh, pick six, you know, predicting six things for the upcoming weekend. And I don't even remember who won last. I think it's probably you. I think I did. You'd been going on a streak, and then I think I broke it. And then that's where we went on the run of, like, one week I was off doing, you know, girls' soccer championships. Then you were gone on a couple of different vacations and a bunch of different things. I think one week it was, like, the women's exhibition or something like that. Their exhibition game, I think, was on a Thursday. It's just a ton of different things. Yeah. For like a month and a half now. So we've been off track a little bit. So we're getting back and going. So, uh, Jason, I, th- I believe you won last, so I'll give you the choice. If you want to go first or if you want to defer. Um, I'll go first. So first one, uh, Utah State rushing yards versus Hawaii. 185 and a half. Those are team rushing yards. Yeah, team rushing yards. Um, I'm going to take the over. I'm also going to take the over. Okay. Uh, so Jordan Clarkson points against Washington, whom they're going to play uh, this weekend. Uh, so Jordan Clarkson points over under 21 and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the over again. I'm going to take the under. Okay. Final one, uh, Utah State men's basketball. Uh, combined points by Taylor Funk, Sean Bairstow, and Max Shulga. So oh. Funk, Bearstow, Shulga. Yeah. Okay. Over under forty five and a half. Oh, that's an interesting line. Uh I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the over. Okay. Uh, on Saturday, fifteen yard penalties for USU. <laughs> How many fifteen yard penalties? Setting the line at two and a half. <sighs> I'm going to go under. Let's go optimistic here. Oh, I'm not. I'm going to take the <laughs> over. <laughs> a couple of pass interferences and a personal foul. Yeah. There you go. Okay, Walker Kessler box in games at Washington and Philadelphia combined. Okay. So combined blocks from Walker Kessler in those two games, three and a half. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the over. And then finally, uh, Stephen Ashworth assists for Utah State. Friday night against Bradley at four and a half. So I went two and a half, three and a half, now I'm at four and a half. <laughs> um, ooh, see, see, four and a half. Four and a half assists for Ashworth on Friday. I think I'm going to take the under on that one as well. I'm going to take the over. I took, well, I, no, I took the under on the combined points. I took over and everything else. <laughs> uh, and then uh, tiebreaker? Uh, predict the score. I deliberately chose the least interesting NFL game I could find. Uh, Colts versus Raiders. So predict winner and score. Because one time we forgot to pick a winner when we did this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to take um, Raiders. Um, I'm going to say 24 to 21. Okay, I'm, I'm also going with Raiders. I'm going 17 13, though. 17 to 13. Not a lot of faith there. In, it's uh, the Raiders in Colts, okay? Yeah, that's an interesting game. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because of a lot of weird circumstances on both teams. I uh, guess. Quick, quick text from 8968. Okay, I think the Aggies will win 35 to 6. Is that okay? Just the trip doesn't wear them out. Yeah, Fair enough. It's a concern. 
It's a concern. I like the score. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll be back at it again tomorrow.